Who art in heaven? Let me get to this money 24-7. Never shut down shop. 7-11. Raise the bar so high. Get on my level. They say pay for health care or die. But if I offered y'all freedom, y'all even try? Huh. Let's play. Big bank, take little bank. We in the zone. And yeah, my whole team, we in pain. I ain't stressing shit. This recession don't affect the rent. The state is my asset. I'm feeling so Merrill Lynch. I'm in a pinch of steel gifts like the Grinch. Police mark bills, wash money, erase the prints. Rockefeller, that's old money. Massimoose, the key to dynasty, gold on me. From resource to industry, y'all stole money. 40 acres and a new man is built for money. Wall Street, that was the first auction block. My ancestors were just treated like. As, As a, a matter, matter of, of black. black. I'm Bowie. Mmm. It sounds so sweet coming off your lips. And uh, it's your boy Bali, man. A.K.A. Osiris Bali. A.K.A. Mr. Black Learning Matters. Hey, that's what we're wow. going to do. We're going we to educate the community. That's, here. that's pretty political. Hey, shout out to my peoples over there at PSC. You know, I got big love for you. Is that what your shirt says right now? It's your favorite hoodie? One of my favorite hoodies, yes. Black Learning Matters, man. And uh, going into our 2020 with the podcast, we, we gonna, I said this right here. We're going to close our season down at the end of the year. In 2020, it's going to be all about Black Learning Matters. Because we're going to educate everybody on everything. Uh, can I be honest? No. <laughs> Change I mean, your mind. No, I'm just I'm just coming to you as a friend. Mm. Critique. Go ahead. <laughs> you either definitely gotta get a new hoodie or you gotta stop wearing it and washing it so many times. Hey, pause. <laughs> I just got a text message. Pause, man. Wait for real. Okay. Sorry. We, we back in here. Did I hurt your feelings? Is that why you had to take a break? Nah, man. You know, life is hectic, you know? And so, we got to do what we got to do as a matter of black. You know what I'm talking about? As a matter of black. As a matter of black, we are back for another episode. I After a little spell. It's been a little bit of a break. You know, you mentioned life being hectic, but not in a bad way, you know? just Oh, uh, we just been doing what we do. We're going to update y'all on the how life been hectic on the second episode. We're just going to jump into everything. You know what I'm talking about? going to jump right into everything. So, let's just tell the people, like, what's been on your mind? Man, this is how I feel. Raise your hand <laughs> if you are tired of being that one black person. I see some hands. More hands need to be raised. Oh, my oh. hand is raised. All right, put it up. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising both of my hands. Hey, look. Okay. Put them down. Looking like superstar cheerleader. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think people have gotten this whole um, idea of diversity and inclusion misconstrued because, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, they think because you invite a couple of black faces to the table that that's supposed to be good enough. But if you're really sincere out here with having people of color, 
from the Latinx community, from the black community, from the Asian community, from the Middle Eastern community, uh, European, Southern American, I mean, South American, all of that stuff. You can't be inviting the same people over and over again because your goal of, in, of inclusion does not include you going out there and communicating with people outside of your social circle. Yeah. And so, like, for everybody to think that they, like, really some socialites, you've really got to, you know, you got to you gotta turn the beams on and actually be like, you know what, make an effort to actually meet a really diverse group of people because you can't depend on the same circle of friends to always be at the table with you to discuss anything. And diversity is something that we're really talking about, you know, saying moving forward with everything we do because we you need different perspectives. Need different perspectives from different people, and not only that. Um, well, added to that, well, I would say this right here. Because when you include different people, your perspective starts to change, mm. and growth is something that I think we all should be trying to accomplish. And so you have to open up your mind and understand that like some of the things that you've been taught or some of the things that you that have been instilled in you you really need to uh think outside of that agreed so that's why it's important to keep your group of friends diverse and at the same time always be available to allow other people in your life to have an opportunity to meet you and influence you Sounds like you're tired of being the token Negro. I'm not the token Negro. Oh, great. That's good. But I'm getting tired of seeing some of these token Negroes all the way. Real talk. Real talk. I get tired. I'm like, oh, we we put this team together or social media. Yeah. And I'd be like, damn, how many teams you gonna be on? How many committees you gonna be on? The same one or two people? Yeah. It's like even when you get that opportunity, totally, I'm like, open a door for somebody else. Like once I get the opportunity to get this title, or this role, or get this position or this opportunity or whatever, I look at it like the door was open for me, so I should open up the door for somebody else that looks like me or is like me or somebody who needs to be in that position that didn't have the opportunity that I know can fill that same void. Yeah. Because, like, who wants to be overworked? I don't want to be on every committee. And, and, you know, it's actually, like, it's a proud moment for, like, you know, hey, yo, we want you to be a part of this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, like, it feels even better when I can say, hey, look, I feel like I understand why you think I'm the right person for this. But you know who I recommend? Such and such. And they, oh, okay, we'll reach out to them. And then they put that person in that position. That person appreciates what I've done for them. And then like-minded people are going to handle business like that. And so when they start handling their business, I'll be like, ah, oh, damn, you know what? That was the right person put in that position. I was glad I was able to recommend them. And then I hope they do something similar. That's the whole, like, people talk about resumes all the time. That's the whole, that's the whole importance of having a reference. 
somebody refer you to something and you do a good job, you don't refer your reference back. You refer somebody else who's going to do the same thing that you're doing or do something better than what you're doing. And so you don't refer people because they're going to give you something. You refer people because I want to be in a position to put the next person in the same position. Yeah. So diversity, inclusion, what is it? In inclusion, exclusivity, whatever. <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need to make sure that they're like the same people don't come to the table all the time. And, and when you realize you're the token black person, mm. do something about that. Well, I mean, I feel like that's a really good like observation. And I think as a black person that kind of navigates different spaces some of them are all black spaces some of them are less than black spaces mm -hmm. you know i kind of take on so you know i have the sort of like the opportunity to have a very different perspective about diversity and inclusion um, I, I think i'm really used to being one of the only black people in spaces in in just in like generally when it comes to like my career Mm -hmm. But one of the things I feel like I've learned about diversity and inclusion is that it's a um, sort of like a moniker, like it's a blank, like it's a blanketed statement that people make to make to sort of, you know, try to engage other people or like give the illusion, give the illusion mm -hmm. that they're inclusive when they're really not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very problematic. Uh, one of the other things, like, I really like that you talked about, you know, um, this whole thing about recommendations and, and references. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I was talking about this concept. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, a lot of people in, like, these heavily occupied spaces that are, you know, that are not diverse... Mm -hmm. When they decide to, you know, bring along a person of color or someone that's, you know, one of their, like, racial counterparts, the thing is that they tend to be very comfortable with just this one mm -hmm. counterpart. And that person is supposed to represent sort of, like, this the masses of people, you know, around yeah. that resemble them. Yeah, and, and so, uh, like, I, I, like, you said the word, comfortable. Comfortable. Because a lot of times they... People who claim that they really want to have some real diversity and whatever uh, type of uh, agenda that they have is they want to invite the most tolerable person. Absolutely. They don't want to invite nobody that's radical. They don't want to invite... Quotations, too. Yeah, quotations. They don't want to invite nobody that's, quote, unquote, <laughs> radical. <laughs> they don't want to invite people that, like, you know what I'm saying, have pissing people off. You know what I'm saying? And so they want to be comfortable. And that person literally becomes like just a sitting duck. Absolutely. And but when they take pictures. Yes. Look, 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 we got a we got a black person. We got a, we got a, somebody from the Latinx community. We got somebody that's Asian. And they don't <laughs> expect them to say or like bring anything up. So when you talk about people, especially when we talk about nonprofit organizations. Oh man, they're the oh, worst. Boards, they love to the include worst. that one black person 
that will not speak up and say nothing. They that love, one person from the Latinx community. They love to have a po- a person with a hijab. That's my favorite. Mm. Like when the hijab start popping up I'm on the board. I'm going to start wearing my job and start, <laughs> ooh, I'm going to show out on y'all, man. I'm like, I love to see a good hijab on the, on the board. On the board photo. Look at us. We're not racist. We're diverse. Y'all diverse, but it but is the is the thought behind everything diverse. Yeah. Because if y'all got a agenda, and then y'all want to just shoot that through everything, and then you know what I'm saying like not have no confusion or no conflict, then y'all not diverse. And you know the other thing too, this is what is also tripped me out. So I like to study, like I probably need to get a career in like a career in career development. Get you one. Like workforce development or something. Get you one. But I really like to study like the trends of like diversity in the workplace. You know, I like just, how you do that. Just across just across the board. We already like the people watch and so I already know that you be <laughs> studying careers and yes. career development. I love to read, you know, about what's happening when like when Starbucks we I love but when y'all's not mine's but y'all's beloved Starbucks. I don't like that place. I hate that place, but you know, they hired a a, a black woman to to spearhead their diversity and inclusion department. They which had to. She's a part of their executive team. You can't hire no white woman say like, hey, now you we can't. need you after all the stuff all the racist stuff that was going on, it was like it would look stupid. It would look really stupid. But one of the things I noticed too about like racial equity, like in the workplace, is that um, a lot of people like when you when you when you question this idea about racial equity in the workplace, like CEOs and you know the comms people mm-hmm. love to draft up these statistics about like you know we're a very diverse company. We hire like eighty five percent you know, minorities or whatever like that. But one of the things they fail to tell you is, you know, they're very diverse in, in the fact that they hire 85% minorities in their workplace and that that's a representation of who works for them as minorities. But they fail to talk about the people well, that the in their, people in their in top level yes. that are being paid, you know, six and seven figures. And so when they talk mm. about that they are a diverse company and they hire a very high percentage of people they are paying the minimum wage. <laughs> you yeah. should understand. So, so we understand that. So when we talk about what company is the most diverse company in the whole world, mm-hmm. do you know that the the first name is going to come up is Walmart? I was going to say McDonald's because I'm loving it. What? <laughs> 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 McDonald's because I'm loving it. Well, Walmart employs more people than McDonald's do. Alright, I didn't know that. Yeah, because they're they're I mean, we talking about stores versus the restaurant. I mean, yeah. I'm listening. And so like they're gonna probably say that they're the most diverse company in the world. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I made you go, laugh. Go ahead and talk. I made <laughs> Like, this is a day, this is the greatest day in history because I literally made Bali laugh. And, like, he had to put his head down to laugh in his, like, in his arm. 
because I made him laugh so hard. So like I deserve like a gold medal for making Bali laugh on the podcast. Nevertheless, you know, I didn't know that McDonald's hires less people than Walmart. So go ahead, Dude, continue. Every Walmart is way bigger than McDonald's. All right, I understand. Because Walmart has like a super center. Hey, but you know, listen, you know, this may this you may need to check your records because um you know, now now Walmart, all they got is these little automated, like, self-checkout centers, and they really don't have no cashiers and, I, and stuff and like I, that. And I could get into that. Let me, let, me, let me talk about that. Okay. So, la- oh, this year and last year, Walmart had to do a whole lot of, uh, what I would say, like, self-cleaning. Okay. To make themselves look better because they were talking about how bad the employees were getting treated. For like years and years and years. And so one thing they did was they hyped up their pay for people that work at Walmart. But then one of the first things they did, as soon as they hiked up their pay, they shut down. They shut down a bunch of Sam's Clubs Mm. and a bunch of stores. Now, I'm not going to go all the way into what Walmart does to our communities. All I can say is when they hiked up the pay and they shut down the stores... That basically just even everything out for them. Yeah, totally. And then on top of that, the plan was the plan is to eliminate cashiers. That's the real plan. For you to bag your own stuff, for you to Which scan is your, absurd. Yeah. Bag your own and I and and I'm guilty. I will raise my hand to that because I would rather go to the self checkout. Before I got to sit in a line. Because you know, I got, they only got two cashiers. Listen, I would not because, let me tell you something. I don't have time to be sitting up in Walmart for no 30 minutes. You, let me tell you something. You going to spend 30 minutes. And I don't even like going over there, so I rarely shop at Walmart. So, first of, all, first of all, I hate Walmart. I do not shop there. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. I don't hate Walmart because, listen, Walmart, we need sponsors. So we like y'all, kind of, sort of. They ain't finna sponsor us. We kind of, sort of like y'all. They ain't finna sponsor us. Just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They ain't finna sponsor us. We like y'all just enough to take your money. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they ain't finna sponsor us. (laughs) I was talking about Kroger, the self-checkout. I know we was talking about Walmart, but... Kroger better than Walmart. I shop at Kroger, and when you go to self-checkout at Kroger, and if you a girl like me, if you a fresh produce girl, you do not have time to be trying to scan partially, okay? Because it do not scan. Mm-hmm. And the cashiers usually... they, <laughs> The cashiers usually... If they've been there for a long time, put it on the scale and then put it in the bag. They put it on the scale, and you know they know the they know the product number by heart because they done rung up seven hundred thousand pounds of parsley for the last since night. They've been doing this since nineteen fifty five. So when you show up in two thousand nineteen, they know the product number. All right. So cashiers are very helpful for a fresh produce girl like me self-checkout is not helpful because it's very hard to ring up parsley if you don't know the product code well i'll tell you why self-checkout to be devil's advocate i'll tell you why it's, i'll tell you why it's helpful okay because you know when you go through that self-checkout i'm gonna check what i want to check 
<laughs> and so if you, if you ain't there to check it, guess what? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a check it off. <laughs> I'm a check it off, and we gonna get to the house. Look, you know I should be more like you. I'm gonna remember that next. Don't do time. that. Don't be. Don't okay. don't be like me. Okay. Be like me in secrecy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, look, look. We we didn't got up. We <laughs> went from diversity all the way to Walmart. What was your point about Walmart? Because they claiming they want to be in the next couple of years, and you'll see it. You're going to act like I'm a prophet, but they're going to say that they're one of the most diverse companies in the world because they're going to actually put out a, a campaign to say, hey, we, we are equal opportunity employer. We hire anybody. Yes. You hire people. You hire people by the hundreds and the thousands, and then you pay them non-living wages. Mm, mm, mm. Look at you. Do it again. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when they do that, so you can't empower yourself by like saying that like, yeah. That's like saying like, you know what? I'll give poor people money. Oh, you really do. So, are they out of power, poverty? No. Okay, then. So, like, you can't brag about that. But when they push the campaign about being the, one of the most diverse companies and inclusive companies in the world, because they will hire anybody that's willing to accept those wages that are not like agreed. Yeah, you, you you're, and I mean, we haven't raised the federal minimum wage. No, and over still, 10 years. Yeah. And so, like, the fact that people are okay with, like, people making $7.15 or $0.25 cent a minute. I mean, an hour. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, we should be making $7. That would be great. Yeah. But the fact that people are okay with that, the fact that states, not the federal government, are okay with the fact that minimum wage has been the same for a decade and the cost of living is going up every year. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then you got a whole party, a whole Republican party fighting to keep it that way. And then trying to tell people like, it's not a good idea. It's going to do this and going to do that. What about the people who've been struggling for the last decade? Yeah. Or what about the people who are struggling today? Well, not only that, but what I think about, it breaks my heart, too, every time is that, you know, if your, if your, if your mom was making minimum wage... How would you feel about that shit? Well, not only that, but, like, if your mom's making minimum wage, sis cannot save enough money to, like, better your life. You know what I'm saying? So then, if you, if your mama making minimum wage, maybe she can't send you to college... Like, maybe she can't send you to vocational school. Maybe yeah. she can't send you to a different city where you where you get better public education. Yeah, yeah. And then you end up making minimum wage. And yeah. then your kids end up making minimum wage. And all I think about is just, like, the generations of people who yeah. stuck on making minimum wage and who can never, who can't ever get ahead because <coughs> the government, you know, doesn't, doesn't think they deserve better. And so, in my mind, it's like, if anybody has a, a valid reason for saying that anybody should be out here working two jobs, 
Please tell me why you feel like it's important for somebody to work two jobs. Because when I say two jobs, I ain't talking about a two part-time job. I'm talking about an eight-hour job and then get off of the eight-hour job and then going to work another four, five, six hours. Right. Why is that like legitimately like something somebody should do five to six days a week? You will never see your kids. You will never be able to... A single parent. Yes. Anybody. And you'll never be able to live a life of luxury. You you won't have rest. Think about your health when you... You You can't even rest when you're doing that type of shit. The sleep you get. Yeah. You You can't rest. I'm like, ask anybody that work an eight hour or nine hour job full time and ask them how they can rest. Because it's so much other stuff you got to do once you get off work. Yeah, you know what I do when I get off work? What? I go and drink me a, a whole bottle of wine, goddammit. Because I'm, I'm tired. And then you got to go home <laughs> and figure out a way how you going to sleep. Like, what about the people who are dealing with, like, some type of, like, mental illness? What about the people who are dealing with, like, you know, I got children? What about the people who, like, actually... Because, like, all of us do. I don't know nobody who ain't got nothing to do once they get off work. Yeah. So, what about people who have actually tasks to do off work? You know, I already spent eight hours out of the day. That's a third of your day. And they say you need a third of your day to sleep. So, what is the, what is the, what is the second third of your day need to be doing? You spend more time at work than you spend anywhere in your life. I know my co-workers better than I know some of my family. I do, too, because I don't know none of them Negroes. And that's a damn shame. None of them. Okay. I can't find no... Diversity. None of these buoys. None Mm -hmm. of them. (laughs) Diversity. (laughs) Diversity. Don't ask me if they my cousin, because I don't know them. I know all your family. (laughs) Diversity. Diversity, and and, and then um, at the same time, we need to... Diversity. So, yes. So... Yes, so, you know, challenge. Challenge it every time you hear the term diversity. is Basically, that's all we're saying. Be it's more just challenge di- it. Be more diverse in, in, your, uh, in your social life. And then at the same time, I say, um, find ways to challenge the people who claim they're pushing for diversity and inclusion. Every because time. Because when they say they're doing it, it doesn't really mean that they're doing it. It just means they're putting it out there. So I'll find ways to challenge them. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna go to the next topic. So yes, I know we were supposed to talk about some other stuff, but while I was sitting here, let's talk about it. Talking about diversity, I really started thinking about you know this issue I've been having, and so I was gonna ask you, mm-hmm. do you live alone? Do I live alone? Yes. Yes, I do. Do you enjoy living by yourself? I love it. All right. (laughs) So, I live alone, too. Oh, really? Yes. However. Oh, shit. However. This is my first, like, real-life experience of living alone, believe it or not. Okay. So, before I lived alone, I'd been living with family most of my life, Mm -hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. it's been fun. I've had roommates. You know, it's been a great deal. All right. So I have really, really, really been enjoying living alone. Oh, I'm about to say shit. I love this. I love that shit. I, do, I love it. 
But you know, lately I've been having some fundamental issues in my place of residence. Like what? I be hearing stuff. About <laughs> Are you be hearing stuff inside your house? Not about. I just be hearing stuff inside of my house. Oh shit, man. Look, let me tell you something real quick. Don't be worrying about the shit you be hearing. <laughs> Ain't nobody fucking with you. Ain't nobody fucking with you. No, it's like crazy noises. Like, it's like crazy noises. Like some, okay. So the first couple times I hear the noise, it was, I discovered it was my ice machine. No biggie. Mm-hmm. I can differentiate the ice machine. Sometimes even the neighbors be making noise because mm-hmm. I live in a multi-unit home. Mm-hmm. This is a term I learned, by the way, when I went to um, Sound like it. to town hall. Sound like it. Because they was having issues over there about single-family homes and multi-family homes. Sound like it. So I live in a multi-family unit, unit yeah. which is like an apartment. Sound like it. <laughs> so sometimes it's my neighbors. Yeah. But then sometimes... Yo, it be these noises, and I don't know what these noises are, all right? I don't know what they are. Like, it sounds like somebody shuffling around, you know what I'm saying? I got to get up from watching my good, you know, sitcoms and my, you know, <laughs> Netflix. Is I had to put my glass of wine down, because it could be the wine also. Now, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, I'm not going to forget that I be drinking sometimes, too, when this be happening. Mm. However... <laughs> I be hearing noises. The other day, I heard so many noises, my nigga. I had I'm to ready. burn some burn sage. What? I had to get the sage out. Well, ain't nothing wrong with burning no sage. I had to burn the sage because I was like, who is it? Somebody, if it's someone or something in here, you got to go. You are not welcomed if you are not of the Lord. We're going to call this episode <laughs> Cleansing with the Sage. <laughs> Sage rage. Sage rage. Oh, okay. Right, I see all the creativity. <laughs> creativity like a mug. Hey. I burn Give my it up for Bowie. Clap it up. <laughs> I burned my sage and then I was like. And the noise didn't stop. I was like, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> okay. In the name. In of, the name. In the name of Yahshua. <laughs> in the name of Elohim. And in the name of Yahweh, all praises do it. All praises do. I was like, bro, y'all got to get up out of here. Y'all, none of, of y'all pay rent. Okay, if, you, if, if anybody in here, and none of y'all contributing to the rent. Okay, you got to go. Bless if it's anybody. Me. Now, I'm not saying it was anybody or anything or something Bless or any of, any of this sort. Oh, well, all I'm saying is that Lord, I have not got nobody left a five dollar bill for the rent payment, in electricity, or the water. My territory. So they got saged. Bless me indeed. Increase. That's all I'm saying. I pray all for. I'm saying. <laughs> In Creed. 
We're gonna sing a gospel song over there. Listen, I will Speak play on it. I will play uh Dennis Brown. Who? I will turn on the reggae because you know reggae is real prophetic. Who was Dennis Brown? Reggae, you know. Oh. And you know reggae. That is real prophetic. Like hey. they will put the scripture on you with the quickness. I'll be like, I swear I never change on you. I swear. I keep on making songs like this. You know what I'm talking what about? What song is that? Chuck Fender. I don't know him. I swear that I will never switch up. So, okay. So, it's just me just hearing noises. Yeah. All right. No, I've been hearing noises in my house. But look, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Oh, shit. Nah, I'll talk to her later. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's Jessica hitting me. I don't know. Why oh, she hit me hey, up? Jessica. Yeah, she probably hit me up because she probably trying to hang with Benny and oh. trying to try, try to get me hang. But um, what were we talking about? I was asking, was it just me hearing noises? No. And so one of the things that I did, yeah. Um, one of the things that I did was you know saying like I believe in spirits. I'm a spiritual person, and so I believe in spiritual. And I believe in the fact that, like, things exist that are beyond our understanding. Because you have to believe in that in order to have somebody that got some faith. And so, like, uh, with spirituality, you know what I'm saying? I believe that, like, different people from my family have visited me. Yeah. And it's been a spiritual place and just, you know, not on some spooky stuff, but just like, you know, let me know that like everything going to be okay. But at the same time, why should they have my rules? And so like my, where I live at, I've been living there for a few years or whatever. And so like things happen in that place where I'd be like, okay, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. I'm talking. I ain't talking about some like, ooh, I heard it. No, what I'm talking about, my lights cut on then cut off, and yeah. there wasn't nobody outside working in no uh, no pole, and so like I'm like, this stuff happens, and so I found out the history about where I stay, at, and I'm like, hmm, this makes sense, and and so like, what doesn't bother me is the fact that I've actually opened up. And been like, you know what? Instead of like acting scary about it or acting negative about it, I embrace it. So I literally picked out a day to actually speak. Speak and say, hey, I know y'all here. I ain't messed up about y'all being here. I ain't moving though. (laughs) So whatever is coming my way. Yeah. Bring it. Because mm. I know one thing. Y'all ain't finna kill me. Mm-hmm. So, but y'all ain't finna scare me either. And so when you... Like, I'm not saying this is the model that everybody needs to go under. I'm just saying, like, when you embrace it, it doesn't bother you as much. And this... when We're not talking about witchcraft. Right. And I know witchcraft has really been twisted for a lot of people. It has. Because people will say, that's witchcraft... And then we just really talking about uh, doing some spiritual things, which, uh, <laughs> that's funny, 
which has nothing to do, <laughs> which has nothing to do, pun with, intended. Yeah, pun intended. Which has nothing to do with how we really actually feel. We do so many things spiritually that we don't know has any like spiritual connotation to it, but we do it anyway. Praying, we speaking. And we right. act, and, and and we act, and we know as if like this is gonna change some things. Speaking things, speaking things into existence. That too. We put that out there in the air, like unbeknownst to us, we do so many things, slain in the spirit of African spirituality. Absolutely, man. We do it, and we don't think about it, but then we go back around. And then go talk crazy about doing some some of the same things. Yeah, you don't know, you don't know how much stuff you do that's slain in the spirit of uh, Yoruba. You don't know how many things get slain in the spirit of all these different African spiritualities. But that's something that we brought over here and we've continued. I'll tell you this right here. Think about this right here, black people. How many times if you wanted to just discuss something with black people and then naturally we formed a circle mm. without nobody said let's form a circle <laughs> you you just do it you just get in a circle because guess what that's something that's in you already we know we need a circle because we need a cipher and we know that everything that gets done happens in a cycle and so we need that cycle to be represented in when we're talking about something. And you do that and we do that and all of that, we do all of that stuff and nobody has to say a thing. Slain in the African spirit. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's let's go to another topic because I ain't gonna continue to do this. But okay. I'm just hoping that some that helps somebody. Yeah. And I will say to your point, you know, there there has been times where I have been not only just in my current place where I live, but in my 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 previous places where I lived, where it was some strange stuff going on, and I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Kind of like to your point about being unafraid and kind of just like facing it and just being like, whatever's going on, you know, and this ain't got nothing to do with me. This is where I stay. This is where I pay the rent. And, and so and, how about that? And that's what we do all the time. Like, real talk. Like, you go out in the hood, and somebody be like, what the fuck's going on with you? And I'd be like, ain't nothing to do with me. What you want to do with us? Yeah. My bad. We just, we didn't know you was like that. Okay, cool. Ain't got nothing to do with me, dog. I'm not your enemy. Not your enemy. So, the the things that are scaring you, let them know. I pay the rent here. I'm the, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm. I am the bread went up in here. Uh, I am not the enemy. Because if I was, I wouldn't be paying to be here. <laughs> I swear. Yes. Thank you for that. It uh, was ra- very random. Sorry. All right. Okay. Go, we got to go through our next topics real quick. Yeah, because, you know, the thing, the, the, the gag is we is not going to hold y'all long this time around. We ain't even going to do we it got, to we y'all. We got work to do. So, but... I don't know what we're going to talk about next. What do we- whatever our topic is, <laughs> whatever. You just go. You running the show. I feel like we, I feel like, I feel like there's some topics that we could talk about. But like, is the people really want to hear the topics? You well, know, 
I do want to talk about something, but I don't want it to be like heavy. I want it to like put a light, put a lighter spin on it. We've been talking about light shit the whole time, so let's talk about something that you want to talk about. Okay, so you know, prior to us, you know, we took a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, and, we did. Yeah, we did, but we're back. We're gonna talk about the hiatus on the next episode. Though, next right? episode. Um. So we did have some something very 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 interesting happen in the news we were we were just talking about apartments and really strange things happening in apartments yeah and people probably will remember this case um where the police officer that came into the apartment and shot the she said she was in the wrong apartment and she shot the gentleman and she killed oh, him amber geiger shit okay amber geiger she, so went she went on trial she was found guilty right Oh, uh, yeah. She got 10 years, I think. Was that it? Did she just get 10 years? Uh, Somewhere around that. I think she get, She didn't get 10 years. She got, like, between, like, I want to say 5 or 10 years. But I might be wrong. Well, I think for me, the really, the like, one of the most pressing things that happened during that case was, like, I guess a lot of all this doting that was going on. Um, doting like the affection and like love oh, that was being man. taken place. It was, it was like okay, go ahead and say what you got said. Well, I mean, we all like. I think we all sort of. Well, maybe not we all, but some of us as individuals really take mm. to this idea about like forgiveness and love and compassion, which is a great, you know, for you know, for the most part, like those things are great you know, qualities to have. You have compassion if you have the ability to forgive. If you have, like, a very open and loving heart, it's fantastic. But one of the things I feel like I saw, like, during the Amber Geiger case, <laughs> what had less to do with, like, the family and more to do with her as, like, a perpetrator. Like, she was on trial for murder, mm-hmm. and it just felt like she was getting, like, all of this, like affection and I I was very confused as to like where it was coming from. I couldn't tell if it was just because like she had cried one too many times but people were like rubbing her hair and she was getting all these hugs from like the judges and like attention from the bailiff and then also from the victim's family. And I don't think I'm here to necessarily like talk about the victim's family because you know they can grieve and move on and I mean, if I, they want to. I can just speak from the perspective of actually set somebody who sat through a murder trial. Mm. As a like juror or just no, like, as I'm a, talking about as observer. A, as, as an observer. Were you like close to the victim or I know. Okay. You know, I've been through two or three of them experiences. Mm. And, you know what I'm saying, like, because my old things is right here. Like, I know people have maybe been guilty of murder, but at the same time, I know them as people yeah. outside of the murder. And that's not to take anything away from the crime they committed. But the compassion that I saw give, being given... It pissed me off because I'm like, I know good people too. Totally. And so, 
But the difference, see, when I sat there with people who supposedly or allegedly committed murder, the support was not there for them. Even though I knew them as good people and I knew it wasn't going to be there for them. Why you feel like the support wasn't there for them? Because it was murder. Okay. It was murder. And, you know what I'm saying, like, the community didn't want nothing to do with these people, as I feel like. I'm, I'm talking about three different individuals. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got, I got a very close friend on death row, and I ain't going to speak on his name. But uh, I got a very close friend, and the compassion wasn't there. But at the same time, I'm looking at things like this right here. Do y'all forget that they people whenever, even if they've been accused of the crime? And that's why we have so many cases of like, well, look at this evidence. We don't even know if that's a murderer or not. You don't even know. And according and we're to talking the about law, abolishing the death penalty or like getting somebody a new trial. And the government puts so many obstacles in the way for somebody that's been convicted of murder. We're like, well, what about this? What about that? And, you know, I, I, you know, I ain't going to talk on that shit recently. But I, but I ain't going to elaborate on it recently. All right. But, like, what's the guy's name that just recently had got came? He came up, and they were saying that he raped and he murdered uh, a girl. And then... Oh, yeah. I, I can't think of his name either. Son of a biscuit. I, I cannot. I can't think of his name right now. And that's good that we can't think of his name. Okay. Not because of the fact that, like, he needs to be forgotten, but the fact that we just recently saw this is going on. And this happens everywhere, so you don't know about shit. But then, when something becomes like a hot topic, and then it's out of the news, like, damn, what do you expect us to do with this shit? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I put a picture up of this dude, I'll be like, yeah, that's him. But no, I don't know. I don't remember his name anymore, but I shared his link. Not because I thought he was just innocent, but I just thought, like, damn, if this all this evidence that's trying to prove his innocent, why shouldn't he have a fair chance of at least proving that? We talking about our, our our judicial system, and so like they're executing people all the time without like literally knowing stuff. And the majority of the time, it's us. It's us. And how can y'all say that y'all got the right to do anything as far as ending somebody's life, but then? Mm -hmm. If somebody walk in my house, come in there and stick it up, then walk out the house. And if I shoot them in the back, they were no longer a threat. Mm -hmm. And so I can go to jail for literally shooting somebody walking on my premises of my house, my residence. Where you live. But they can do it when somebody locked up and can't get out. Yeah. Or more than likely can't get out. Contra as hip as it's hypocrisy, it's contradiction. And so that's why I'm saying, like, you wanna prove if you wanna kill somebody, tell me every reason why. Prove every reason why. But 
That's what pissed me off. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm equally as pissed off. Um, but I think I just want to kind of segue and just tell everybody that, like, if you are an advocate of, uh, you know, abolishing the death penalty, there's all sorts of organizations that you can support. The yeah. Marshall Project, the Innocence Project, Arkansas Coalition to Abolish the Death Penalty if you live here in Arkansas. Yeah. Actually, the Coalition to Abolish the Death Penalty is a national? Yeah, it's, it's national. a national. Every every state that they have agreed with has like their own like organization, but it's national. Yeah. yeah. So if you were just an individual that doesn't believe in the death penalty or that, you know, even if you're somebody that believe in it, but maybe thinks it should be reformed, like what, you know, yeah, we'll like, meet people where they are. All right. Like, honestly, real talk, if you, if you could see like the casework for like everybody that thinks that like, oh yeah, you got to kill somebody, that's a murderer, that's a rapist or whatever. And then if you would look at like some of their cases, you'd be like, Honestly, a lot of y'all be like, hold your horses. Hold on. Like, so this case happened 35 years ago, and you, y'all said that this black man killed this white woman in a raid, and then there were no witnesses, it was no evidence, but one witness said, like, yo, they did this, and then they took back their statement, but it was still being held in court because. I mean, y'all would it would, it would blow your mind real talk. Duplicitous, okay, is the word. Oh. Look it up. I ain't gonna look up that look word. Look up duplicitous. I, I can't really spell it right now because I can't spell it. You know, when I you got said, some other We we'll talk know. about it later on. Exactly. So next topic. I feel like no, this is this is the end of our show. Like Already. this is how we're ending our show. It's your fault My that bad. we're ending our show like this. Well, look, well, look, well, look. Okay, okay. So, so let's not end the show like this. Right okay. Let's not end the show like this. Right all right, all right, all right. Me and you like to have a good time. And we, we do like to have a good time. We like to uplift people, right? Agreed. So, can I uplift you through the podcast real quick? Like right now in this moment? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I need y'all to vote in 2020. Ah. And so, like, everybody that tells you that, like, voting don't make a difference, uh, they're liars. <laughs> <laughs> voting does make a difference. The presidential election vote in 2020? But look, the presidential, the presidential election matters the least. Because Agreed. in the community, your vote counts more. See, we got we to gotta destroy the electoral college. Before we can talk about presidential elections. And that's the reason why Donald Trump is in office. Like, and you might be like... Cheeto Puff. Cheeto Puff. You might be like that, but like, you know, it seems like what was Hillary Clinton going to do like bigger than that? And I can't tell you. But all I can, but all I can say is the Electoral <laughs> College is not a popular vote. It's a state-to-state vote and... You have electoral votes per state, and that's where they target certain states. So it's a reason why they want California, Texas, New York, all these different places where the population is big, but at the same time, the popular vote will outweigh that shit. But I say vote because of this. 
in your community, you can change things. And we're not talking about president. We're talking about judges, sheriffs. Uh, we're talking about state representatives. Representatives. Senators. senators justice of peace. Mayors. Oh, yeah. Mayors. You know what? Listen. I'm listening. One, of these, listening. one of these days, like, I'm not even their girl. I don't even mean to cut him out because he loved this political stuff. And I only moderately... I don't love it. I just wanted to tell y'all about it. What's I only up? moderately enjoy it. But real talk, my, I want to be a justice of the peace. Okay. So you got the opportunity to run because I think the justice of peace, uh, I think they run for like four years. And way back in the day when I used to, in the past life when I used to work at the Capitol, at the Little Rock Capitol in my past life, I was serious about being on the quorum court. I was just a young, tender, skinny. The quorum court is so important. Thing with dreads. I had dreadlocks and I was mm. small. And I was, you know, I had way more energy and I was full of way more life than I am right now. Mm hmm. And I was, I wanted to be a part of the quorum court. And, you know, I need to revisit this dream. Revisit. I need to revisit this goal. Revisit it. I'm going to revisit the goal. And when you revisit it, make sure that you uh do some things to uh, align yourself with the goal. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to delete all of these episodes, but... No, no, nobody know your name. Nobody know your name off these episodes. That's neither here nor there. So, um, I'm proudly. Are we gonna? I'm proudly, you know, wearing. Well, not right now, not currently, but in theory, you know, because nobody can see us. So, in theory, I am proudly wearing my District 34 Ryan D. Davis button. Yeah. And his and and I. In, not in theory, but actually in real life, I have the real life bumper sticker. All right, already live she out in there. color, live and in color. And you know what? He don't even live in my district, exactly. but it don't even matter. It don't matter. Support, support, support the candidates that you believe in that are for oh, yeah. the uplift that are for the upliftment of the people that are like for when these black businesses, Brian. Yeah, support the people that you believe in that's running for political office. Because it's not a good thing just because they black and they running, but like the ideals, the uh, the uh, their morals, the people that they are, you should definitely continue to support them. Because guess what? Even if they don't get elected, there's another opportunity for them to get elected, and so you can give your support to them. But at the same time, if they don't win, there's an opportunity for them to win again. All right. Totally. All right. So this episode, we failed to have a four ingredients. But we're going to do it on the next episode, right? We're going to do a four ingredients on the next episode. And then we promise you that the next episode after that, we got a double whammy. No, 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 no. We're going to do one beer after that. And then we're going to do a double whammy after that. I literally just said that. No, you said we're going to do a double whammy after this, we got two episodes no, to record tonight. I said we're going to do 
the next episode we got uh four ingredients and then the episode after that we have a double whammy my bad i was on my phone texting play it back you guys play it back because he's always wrong but he's always wrong and he tries to make me seem like i'm wrong i'm always wrong but she always wanted me to be here okay whatever (laughs) Hey, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of As As a Matter matter of Black. We'll see y'all in a few minutes. In a few minutes, we'll be back. In a few episodes. (laughs)